Reducing clinical variation is an ongoing endeavor for most hospitals and clinicians, and we at Vizient are often asked to help. In the past few years, we've been able to identify variations in outcomes from one organization to another and see opportunities for improvement by calling up information in our clinical database, or the CDB. However, we've been unable to drill down to find the clinical attribution behind each variation. Maybe it's a physician ordering expensive antibiotic regimens on a regular basis, or maybe it could be an APP ordering labs or imaging. Now through our partnership with Phrase Health, we're able to find these details. Welcome to Modern Practice. I'm your host, Dr. Tom Villanueva, Principal for Operations and Quality at Vizient and a practicing internist. Joining me is Dr. Mark Tobias and Mike Zeidlock from Phrase Health. Mark and Mike, welcome to Modern Practice. Great to be here. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks. So Mark, tell us a little bit about your background and your current role. Sure. So I am CEO of Phrase Health, and my background is an emergency physician, as well as as a software developer, and melded those interests together into doing a clinical informatics fellowship, where I really focused a lot of my research on how is the EHR actually driving clinical outcomes, which we'll be excited to share with you today. How about you, Mike? A lot of the work that I do at Phrase Health ends up being liaising directly with our clients. So I get the exciting job of hearing all their success stories and the ideas that they have around improving the software and improving outcomes as a whole. My background before that has been in consulting and in the innovation space too. A really good foundation for learning about tech and analytics and applying it to those clients. So let's get to it, gentlemen. How does clinical variation affect healthcare presently? I think it's all across the spectrum. You can talk about it in terms of the care settings of inpatient versus outpatient. You can talk about it in terms of the actual providers that experience that, be they on the nursing side, the clinical side, or physicians. All across the spectrum, it's really being addressed and leading to unfortunate aspects of increased costs, leading to other aspects of poorer care, honestly. So at a high level, let's use the clinical database or the CDB here at Vizient that our members use and say, we pose a question. Yeah. It appears through the CDB, I have like a $5 million opportunity across all bone marrow transplant utilization costs. And, and pretty much there seems to be falling out of drug utilization, imaging, and lab costs. Mm -hmm. I can make inference that this information, but I want to get down to the actual ordering provider. Many physicians say I didn't order the antibiotics, MRIs, or the CBCs, right. and some other docs ordered it. So how can Phrase Health come up into play here? What we're all about is empowering those health systems and their improvement teams, their informatics teams, IT teams, et cetera, to really be able to take that information either from the CDB or without it and be able to drill down on that BMT example and who is utilizing what and what's driving some of those utilizations. Are you able to see the ordering patterns across service areas and specialties? Are you able to see who's using the order sets that are ultimately driving some of those anomalous MRI orders or CBC orders. So in lots of ways, it's actually bringing it down to the attributing provider and actually seeing behaviors. Yeah. No, no, no. I think that's what makes our tool very exciting is because oftentimes you'll be looking at the outcome, but not know, well, why are we getting the outcome that we're getting? And, and that's really our focus here at Phrase Health. Hmm. So if I understand this correctly, the CDB or the clinical database allows us to evaluate areas of opportunity and quality and cost. But now, thanks to this partnership with Phrase Health, I can accurately attribute the opportunity down to the ordering physician and further compare with other colleagues within that CDB cohort, right? 
Exactly. Yeah. And this is why it's really exciting to be working with you guys. Mm -hmm. So if you think about clinical workflows today, they all revolve around the EHR. So alerts, order sets, documentation, all of those points within the workflow are there, but are they driving the outcome of of interest or not that might be available in the CDB? And once kind of you change those processes and you change those tools within this workflow, tracking the progress in the CDB is something we're really excited about. Now, this is actually a huge interest to me because you both know that I'm a hospitalist. Mm-hmm. So this has been the bane of my existence. <laughs> but don't other programs do that? Yeah, we do hear frequently other programs or other ad hoc tools that these health systems might be trying to use to really get to that level of granularity. But the problem we hear is that oftentimes these health systems don't have the resources to be able to do this work at scale. Oftentimes we hear of challenges of being able to pull frontline clinicians from the front lines to be able to offer their subject matter expertise to interpret what's going on in some of this data. And oftentimes we're also hearing analytics resources are really constrained on being able to understand and generate the visualizations that it takes to really be able to interpret this information. And moreover, a lot of the times these health systems are focused on tackling really what's going on right now, where sepsis might be a priority, for example, at the hospital or at the health system this quarter. But what about the VTE prophylaxis projects that we're working on last quarter or the HEDIS care gap challenges that were being addressed the quarter before? Once they're kind of out of sight, out of mind, some of those metrics end up regressing to previous achieved levels. And the challenge ends up being, well, you only start fighting that fire again six months later after you implemented all of those different interventions and ultimately having to reassess all of the work that was supposedly previously done. And the other thing that I think comes to that, and it goes to the point that I'd mentioned around that the resource constraints of different types of users, oftentimes, even when these health systems are doing this sort of work, a lot of the data isn't as easily manipulable or accessible to really have those subject matter experts interpret it. You really need that clinical expert to understand, well, hey, this care gap order set just really isn't in the right place of the workflow for me to be constantly thinking about when do I place all these smoking cessation orders in an ambulatory setting? Or even on the flip side, the analytics resource who might be able to help really interpret the data fields and how the data is mapped. Those are scarce resources for health systems, especially in this tough hiring environment. So we often help and hear that we're able to succeed by almost scaling some of those people's time. Wow. Yeah, and just to piggyback on that a little bit, I originally developed this tool for the informatics folks at these health systems who tend to be very technically savvy. And what we saw is a lot of adoption by quality, safety, and subject matter experts on the clinical side as well. And really, when we talked to these users, they really appreciated the accessibility and the user experience that we provided versus other tools, which often were more clunky and hard to understand. And can you determine any EHR defaults that trigger unnecessary utilization? Yeah, and this is actually a really great question because defaulting is a powerful behavioral nudge which has really great published literature backing its use. And Phrase Health does provide insights into defaulting across many of the elements, particularly order sets at the organizational level. And what this does is this gives CDB members clarity into opportunities for optimization and areas where clinicians may be looking for workarounds. So as you know, Vizian actually services 95% or even greater than 95% of all the academic medical centers in our country. Mm -hmm. But can we determine attribution for, say, physicians in training or APPs? Yes. So Phrase Health does incorporate data around all users of the EHR for things like ordering and ordering practices, not just physicians, attendings, but residents 
fellows, APPs, really anyone who is in the EHR, either in the inpatient, outpatient setting. And even for things like alerts, we track ancillary members of the clinical team, like medical assistants, who may be playing key roles in workflows that involve alerting. So because the patient journey does exist outside of just the four walls of the hospital, we do incorporate this entire continuum of that clinical workflow. So gentlemen, when I went to medical school in the late 80s, I was taught that there's lots of ways to skin a cat. Now, I've converted since then, (laughs) but are we aware of any improvement in outcomes by decreasing clinical variation? Yeah, so I think clinical variation is a topic, especially in the quality improvement domain, where you see opportunities where people are deviating and that leads to a variety of different outcomes for patients. And using these tools, we have helped some of our health system clients identify these areas for standardization and reducing variation. And one example is we worked with a hospital and a team that spanned clinical stakeholders, quality stakeholders, as well as the IT and the informatics team. And they were looking at sepsis patients and trying to standardize care as part of a clinical pathway. And we really helped them increase antibiotics administration for a certain segment of patients, which was one of their target goals, from 58% to 65% in just six months. And I always love kind of talking with our clients and helping identify areas of opportunity. And this was really one that as an emergency physician, where I see patients with sepsis in the emergency department, was really nice to see the adoption of these tools and the iteration of these tools to actually drive the outcomes that they were looking for. Mike, I think in a future session with you, hopefully we'll be able to share some more details about this and others as well. Okay, that sounds like a plan. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode. I want to thank Mark and Mike for joining us. And Mike will return the next episode to continue our discussion. And if you'd like to contact them, we put their email address in the resource section of our podcast page. And if you have any additional questions pertaining to modern practice or simply want to send us your comments, please contact me in our email at modernpracticepodcast.com. We posted a link in our resource section as well. And please join us for other Modern Practice Podcasts. Subscribe today, like us, or send us your comments. I'm Dr. Tom Villanueva. Thank you so much for listening. 